Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the beginning, I imagined things would be perfectly balanced. Arnold always held a somewhat dim view of people. He preferred the hosts. He begged me not to let you people in. The money men. Tell us. But I told him we'd be fine, that you didn't understand what you were paying for. It's not a business venture, not a theme park but an entire world. We designed every inch of it. Every blade of grass. In here we were gods. And you were merely our guests. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. And thanks for coming back. This is another episode of Fear Me Podcast, episode 58. And Scott's here. Yeah. Welcome back, Scott. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, really enjoyed your show last week. Got a chance to listen to it. You guys did a great job. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. But it's not the same without you. Well, that's fine. You add a lot. Thanks. I appreciate it. But you guys, you you really hit the nail on the head with the show. Actually, to tell you the truth, I wasn't real thrilled with the show as I watched it. But when I listened to you guys talking about it and so forth, I actually went back and watched a couple of episodes and I enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. Are you kidding me? No. We actually changed your mind? You did. You did. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little bit more intrigued about next season, watching the next season on it. Yeah, we're talking about Outcast. if you guys didn't catch out yes, our episode right, 57. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear you say it, because, yeah, when I talked to you on the phone, you're like, oh, I don't know, I didn't like it. Yeah, you said that a lot. Well, I, I do want you to understand one thing, though. I did do my damn homework, okay? <laughs> you guys said I didn't do my homework. I did do my homework. I watched the damn show while I was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, um, uh, you know, when I went through it the first time, it was okay. I didn't think it was creepy enough for me, Mm -hmm. but as I listened to you guys talking about specifics on the show and so forth, I really kind of said, you know, let me go back and look at it. And I, and there was a lot more to it than, than I gave it credit for to begin with. Interesting. So I'm I'm a little bit, you guys were able to bend my will a little bit. So. Well, what, like specifically, what do you think? What do you think was like stood out a little bit more after we were discussing it? That was different. Uh, the um, the preacher did uh-huh. not care for the preacher. Did not care okay. for his character at all. Thought he was rather vanilla, boring, and I did not understand how he was so accepted as as being this you know exorcist guy. Right, the answer and for the town. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody just kind of accepted it and so forth like that. Um, I, you know, I listened to you guys talk about it and so forth, and it became less of an issue for me that 
the people were so, you know, just accepting of what he is and so forth. And I, and I, I was able to look at more of the, the actual storyline instead of worrying about the character. And I, I, I enjoyed it a little bit better. Good. Okay. I'm still not real huge fan of, uh, that character, the, the preacher. I think he's a little bit, I thought the way he went nuts in the middle after he got carved up was a little bit of, um, I thought it kind of took the story off the rails a little it was, bit. It was surprising. I would say that for sure. Yeah. And he he's actually like in complete contrast with what the symbol of what he's supposed to be. And right. so I, I, right. I don't know. I, he has, I, to me, he had a lot of depth as, as well, a The problem I had but... with him, Stuart, the problem I had with him is that for me, he was most powerful when he was a character of authority. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he went off the the deep end about the carving and all, he lost all his authority. Right. And, and I think the character lost some validity in that. And I think it took away from the story a little bit. Yeah. He was kind of spinning down a hole at that mm-hmm. point. And I still think the show, the show really could do a better job with the creepiness factor. Yeah. See, um, I thought it was super creepy. There were many times when I was hiding my face and screaming. And... I wanted to, I wanted to see some of the imagery from like the ring or some of these other movies, mm. you know, just really, really <laughs> creepy ass stuff. I disagree. Yeah, and, demons uh, like crawling on the ceiling, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But but walking nonetheless. backwards, crab walking. Well, did you like Mildred? Right. Yes, I did like Mildred. Mildred's my favorite mm-hmm. character. Yeah, she was awesome. She yeah. is creepy I, no matter what. You know, you, you know who she is, right? Too. Yeah, I know you said Palmer. Yeah, yeah, but she was also. Um, Susan's mother on Seinfeld. Oh no way! George's George's uh, future mother-in-law. Oh, I really? did not know that. All right, yeah. you did. Remember when she homework. was in the hansom cab okay. with the uh, with the gassy horse, Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What is that thing? That's was why it I liked like her. five steps from Kevin Bacon type thing? It yes. degrees of, six degrees of yeah. Kevin Bacon. Okay. So yeah, of Kevin Bacon. So, uh, it's right. you know, pretty much the same. And I think you have less degrees to Seinfeld, at least from yeah. our standpoint. Could be. Could be. There was a lot of people on that. But is she <laughs> is she gonna be in the new Twin Peaks? Do we know? Oh gosh, I have no idea. Hmm. I don't really don't know too much about it. Hmm. We need to look into that. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why did you think that she Because would be in she Twin was Peaks? in the original Twin Peaks, Laura Palmer. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Oh yes, yes. So anyway, so anyway, um, did enjoy it. I have no idea what that means, but okay, I got you now. I liked your show, though. I did like the show. I thought you guys did a great job. Scott, it's our show, even if you're not here. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't appreciate Stuart making me look like some hoarder. I didn't Uh, say you were a hoarder. Oh, you pretty much did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'm going to post some. I'm going to post some pictures of my my collection. Oh, and you will okay. see that it is a high-end collection. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't remember what you were talking about at first, but yes, you have a ton of books, Scott. You've got her. Stu, Stu made that. it look like this made made it sound like though I couldn't make it to my kitchen. Oh no, you have. No, it was your your apartment used to be packed. You have to give me that. It was a little bit. Yeah, you had you had like the hardback area and the. Oh, I never really had that many. I never really had money paperbacks. No. Okay. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that an insult? No. It's just. <laughs> it's just an inaccuracy. 
<laughs> because your collection is so magnificent now. Like it's, oh, it's gilded. You have like gilded. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I do. Whatever. Actually. It is a pretty magnificent collection. Yeah. I'll just post some pictures of my Stephen King section. Yeah. Do that. And all your Any horror fans out there will, <laughs> just will enjoy it, I think. Make sure you don't put your address. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so what are we talking about tonight? Well, first, I would like to know what you're drinking, Scott. Oh, oh. well, that's what we're first talking about tonight. Then. Yeah. That's what we are. I'm drinking a beer from, from a Full Steam Brewery in Durham, North Carolina, and it's called Rocket Science IPA. I love that name. Yep, love it. Yep. Yeah. Very cool, uh, very cool can. Like like Stuart pointed out, it's very Art Deco. We'll post a picture of it on our, our website. Um, and it's it's very tasty. It's a good beer. Did you say what kind it is? It's a, yeah, an IPA. IPA. Okay. India Pale Ale. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Well, we have the, uh, the Lone Rider Sweet Josie Brown Ale, Ale for Outlaws. Wow. Which is appropriate for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I bought I bought a six of it just because of that, of course. But sounds um, like something to be perfect in Monument Valley. Yes, and that it's the um, which brewery is that? Is it the Lone Lone Rider Brewery? It. Yeah, at a, a Raleigh, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yeah, right. yeah yep. so another North Kakalaki beer. Yep. Yep. We're producing some good stuff up here. You are. I'm very mm-hmm. proud of you guys. Stu, what do you think of it? It's good. It's kind of chocolatey. It's I'm not, very. I'm not, I'm not huge in the brown ales, but. Yeah, it's super mm-hmm. sweet. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could drink too many of these. Right. The can's really cool with the chick on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty and all. All right. But, um, That's a good breakdown of that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it because you like the can. Yeah, what was the, the brown chick ale? on it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all make me sound like I'm super Southern. Um. What <laughs> what was the brown ale we used to drink when we were in college? You know, the one oh, that god. everybody drinks. <laughs> oh god, that I hate awful. To say one. It, uh, I don't remember. You know, I, I, Newcastle. I know which one you're Newcastle. talking Newcastle. about. Is that it? Yeah. No. No, it's not. No. What you what, what you didn't have money in college? It wasn't no, Newcastle. I did not. <laughs> no, because we were buying Newcastle. <laughs> no, what no. The other uh I don't know. There was all anyway. like the, like when we were in college there was like all the like <laughs> All the ice beers and red beers, like Red <laughs> oh, Wolf gosh. and Red, all like all yeah. that yes. crap that no, was but, out there. But oh, I, yeah, I don't remember a, a, a brown did, ale. Hey, did I, I, I ever? Remember, but, did I ever? Hold up. I was going to go say, ahead. the brown ale that we drank in college, we drank it just to like get drunk, but it would like make us sick. And I feel like this yes. one could very much do the same. <laughs> really? It's, it's, all right. It's did I, did I ever tell days. you th- yeah. that I was one of the first consumers to try ice beer? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, which oh, yeah. one? What do you mean you were a first uh, consumer? It, like, they hunted you down no, 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 and made no, no, you no, drink no, it? No, 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 It was Labatt's. Um, a friend of mine and I drove up oh, to... they did have um, a nice one, didn't they? Drove up to uh, uh, Toronto to go watch a baseball game. We wanted to see the new Skydome. Mm-hmm. And um, right outside of there is Labatt's um, has a bar. Hmm. And there was there was... We were like five or six hours before the game, there's nobody around, you know, it was on a Saturday, there was nobody downtown or anything doing anything. So we wandered over to this bar and we're sitting at the bar and the guy says, you know what? I haven't even unpacked this yet. He said, would you guys like to try our, uh, the new Labatt's beer? They haven't even put it out yet. Hmm. And we were like, yeah, yeah, sure. What is it? And he goes, it's Labatt's ice. And we said, all right, let's try it out. 
And uh, so he gave us the that's ice, and he said, well, what do you think? And we said, it's really bad. <laughs> but man, I'm seeing all thanks kinds for, of crazy Thanks shit. for letting us try it, but this is shit. Give that's, me uh, something better. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. But great story. But anyway. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, good times. Good times. Toronto, one of my favorite cities. Love okay, it. so tonight we're going to be talking about Westworld, the HBO show. Not to be confused with the movie of the same mm-hmm. name. But this is the new series that came out last year. It's only had one season so far, but it is coming back for a second season um, in 2018. So, Scott, do you have you want to describe it for everybody? And this, so just to remind you guys, we're going to do it the same way we did it with Outcast. We're going to start out generic and so in case you haven't seen it, you won't be spoiled. And then we'll tell you right before we go into like the details so that in case you don't want to be spoiled and haven't seen it, you can jump off. You make like a warning sound. You're like, Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, you really, I mean, to describe the show, you do have to go back to describe the movie. Of course. But this is not the, the movie original. Right, right. But the original movie, uh, Westworld, was um, was produced in 1973, I believe. And it was actually a Michael Crichton creation. Mm-hmm. And it was about a amusement park that was like a total immersion experience for people. They would go into a, um, a world like, like the Wild West or the Knights of Old of the Round Table. You know, these kind of things. And they would... Uh, and they were populated by these androids that acted out the parts and people could, you know, have a great old time just shooting up stuff and, and all kinds of, you know, wild times. And the premise of the movie though, is that the androids or the robots became sentient Mm -hmm. and went haywire. And in essence went after all the, all the live people. And, you know, and that's pretty much what, you know, in a nutshell, that's what the show was about. Right. And it was about a couple of guys that were there to go into the Westworld part of the park and how they were being chased by one of the, one particular robot that was after them, which was played by Yul Brenner. Richard Benjamin played the main character that was on the run. And, uh, you know, so anyway, you can guess what happened. I mean, in the end, he gets the bad guy and all that kind of good stuff. But, it, but in the park. movie, the amusement park had a lot of different other worlds. It wasn't just Westworld. Yes, yes. Okay. No. No, no. So the television series is based primarily on the same kind of idea. You know, and they did a, you know, in my opinion, they did a fantastic job of recreating the atmosphere of the original movie. Hmm. Even though it was, you know, the, you know, the technology and so forth that they're using in the series is, you know, 10 times better than what they got to show you in 1973. Right. You still have kind of the feel of, of that movie. Now, the difference, though, the big difference and, and the real interesting difference is that from the movie, you were looking at the show from the aspect of the newcomer of the visitor. Mm-hmm. OK, the robots were pretty much, you know, what you expect. They were robots. Right. They weren't really live people acting or anything like that. Um, the Yul Brenner chasing after Richard Benjamin really was like, I think he had maybe one or two lines the whole movie. Hmm. OK. 
But the series switched it around. It takes it more from the from the viewpoint of the the androids or what they call the host, and the, and their um, awareness, their their growth into sentience, and that's primarily what this the whole series is about. Is about you know this park and the AI intelligence manifesting itself and becoming independent right so the original and, uh, movie didn't really have quite so much of that i mean no yeah no so this is mm-hmm. it's much more advanced as far as yeah. as far as the storylines going right the series is much more sophisticated yeah i mean it's really looking a lot more towards that with the ai you know when ai reaches sentience how would it react to the situation um the the movie was more about robots chasing the good guys right you know. So in the movie, were was it still the premise that only the richest of the rich could go to this amusement park yeah. and take part in it? Okay, um, and live out their fantasies. I believe so. I mean, I don't, I don't remember them. I, in all honesty, I don't remember them differentiating whether it was you know the elite or whether it was Joe Sixpack who was in there. I think, I think it did portray itself as being very expensive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, and, you know, like, I think um, in the movie, one of the first ones that went haywire was one of the knights of the round table and killed one of the guests there in a sword fight. Hmm. Okay. And uh, and that's when you started seeing things falling apart. And the, and then, you know, of course, they had all the um, the scientists and, and techs and so forth working in the control room and the park was sealing them off mm-hmm. and so forth as it was going on. You know, it was, it was, it was, it actually, you know, for the time, so it actually was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Really loved it when I was a kid. You know, I go back and watch it now, you know, it's dated, of course, but uh, still, you know, well, I, still a lot of fun. I remember going into Blockbuster back in the day and seeing the cover, <laughs> <laughs> seeing the cover of it with Yul Brynner's face coming off, uh-huh. like popping out. Yes. Yeah. As mm-hmm. if he's changing, you know. Well, it, it. actually, that happens in the, the end that, you know, when he when he kills Hugh Brenner's, you know, his face pops off and he sees him as a robot. Ah, OK. And so forth. Which we we never knew until then that he actually was a robot that whole time. No, he is an actual robot. Yeah, Yul Brenner has been. He's a, still yeah. he's still alive in Hollywood as an actual robot. <laughs> so what did you think <laughs> about the show then, Scott? I I loved it. I mean, I really did. I um. Let me let me say this: the plot is not for the faint of heart. Um, that is a very complicated plot in this show, for real. And uh, you really do have to pay attention. And I think that is a fascination for the show and a detriment to the show. Hmm. Okay. I think I think a lot of people. Uh, I know I've had to watch it several times, and I'm not a hundred percent sure I figured out what happened in the end. Yeah, I agree with you on all points. Yeah, there's little side stories and things that are going on with yeah. specific characters as to like, okay, who's real, who's not where they are in time. Mm-hmm. I think is a huge one that, Ooh. yeah. Yes. That, that's yeah. A big and see, leap. that's the one, right. That was the one, right. The, the differentiation between the past and, and the present, which you did not realize until real late into the series. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, folks, if you've not seen this, you don't want to hear the spoilers on this. Okay. No, 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 no. not at all. I think, I think maybe I did not like it as much as you did, Scott. Mm-hmm. And it was probably just because of how complicated the plot was. Mm-hmm. 
And I can certainly understand that. Yeah. I think before season two happens, I would definitely need to rewatch it again, the entire first season, to to wrap my brain around what was happening. But nonetheless, it was very well done, very well put together. The plot was amazing because I had never seen anything like it. And um, I've never seen the movie before. And I liked it. But it was complicated. It's a complicated relationship. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like it a woman. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what no about you, Stuart? <laughs> um, I, I, I liked it a lot. Actually, um, I, I kind of feel going into the next season the same way I did at the start of this one. The first couple episodes, I didn't understand how they could really make a storyline out of all these people just, um, you know, trapped within this amusement park because mm-hmm. they seem to not be going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The first couple episodes, I was like, eh, I don't know. But I feel the same way about the next season. It's like, what are they going to do for the next season? Right. And they, now they're kind of releasing everything out of the park. So now what the hell do they do? There's no, there doesn't seem to be, you know, because this season was all about the mystery and everything else. So, um, you know, what, where does it go from here? I, I did like the show, though. I thought it was very good. Um, I think the, the whole thing was put together well. The characters were awesome. Anthony Hopkins was good. Um, mm-hmm. And I really liked, I forget his name, but he was uh, uh, William. Oh, uh, yes. Jimmy. Yeah, cause, mainly because he was oh, uh, Liam McPoyle of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Simpson. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Simpson. Jimmy Simpson, exactly. <laughs> He was great. Yeah, he, he really was, a, was great yeah, in that series. Great actor. I mean, great actor. Yeah. Really did a good job. And of course you gotta love Ed Harris. Everything Ed Harris does is yes, fantastic. Yes, yes. Agreed. And Tandy Newton was pretty awesome. She played mm-hmm. Maeve. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Maeve. Okay. She yeah. was very good. Oh, she really did. I mean she she knocked it out of the park. She was oh, very Ed Harris, Ed Harris was in Abyss, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. right stuff. Uh-huh. One of right. my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Okay. Ed Harris has been in like a hundred things. I know, but I'm talking I'm, the big things that jump out at me. Yeah, he has been in a lot of stuff, though. And here's something interesting. Evan Rachel Wood, who plays Dolores, uh-huh. yeah. the lead role, she's from Raleigh. Did y'all know this? No, I did not know that. Yeah. So her dad is Ira David Wood, who owns the um, Raleigh, Raleigh Little Theater. And they used to, oh. they put on um, the Nutcracker every Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And we used to go see it every year, and she was in it. So I saw wow. her as a kid. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. And did not even realize it until this, until I started researching this. So she came up out of Raleigh, North Carolina. She did She did a great job jumping in and out of that southern accent. Yeah. She really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did a great job. I mean, I, that's the one thing I, I will say for this. I thought the quality of acting in this series was fantastic yeah it was well, i, I mean, loved i loved bernard oh he's uh, jeffrey fantastic. Wright. yes he is he <laughs> is so good um that you talk about one of the he's got to be one of the most underrated actors in hollywood yeah he what has he good. been in he's been in a lot of stuff i need to research a lot him. of stuff yep because he's he always got really you know a lesser role but he's he's been in tons of- i mean he looks so familiar you know he's got that familiar mm-hmm. face to him but mm-hmm. you can't ever Pinpoint where you know him from? Was he in Mars Attacks? No. Okay. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. What made you think of that? 
another one of my favorite. But he was films. in the Cannonball Run, I think. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that was a great movie. Mm. Yeah, funny. No, but I mean, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I thought the I thought the acting was fantastic in the show. Well, I, you know, I mean, that, that's you know part of the quality of some of the HBO stuff that you see out there, though. I mean, like the cinematography, yeah. the acting, the um, just the the setups for most of the cameras. It's that so you see it, you know, the simplicity right. of a lot of it. Uh, it's really well done. Well, they've yeah. already won a ton of awards for it, and they're already they're nominated for more People's Choice Award for 2017, and some mm-hmm. other things are coming up. I do have to say, well, though, just you know, like, okay, so the two shows that we were looking at in the break, yeah, Outcast versus Westworld. Mm-hmm. I think I liked Outcast mm-hmm. more. I did too. Right, right, and 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 I I liked um, I liked Westworld better for me just because, but I have the I have the benefit of growing up on the movie, right, and and having loved the movie, loved the premise. <laughs> And so forth, like that. So it was not hard for me to fall in love with the series. Yeah, see, I was. I, get, I will in. tell you this. I will tell you this. <laughs> I was worried. I was worried whether the series for me was going to live up to what I remember from the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I mean, in all honesty, if you go back and watch the movie, it's it's good. It's not great. You know, it's 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 a fun movie and so forth like that. But when you're a kid and you're watching a bunch of r- robot gunslingers and you know, all this stuff. It was really cool. Right. How old were you when you saw that movie? When it came out? Well, I mean, I was born in 64, so... So you were nine? Three, it was, yeah, probably nine, ten. Hmm. So? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I definitely had the... I definitely had the excitement about watching the series because what, of that. What was the other... You were huge into Dune, too, weren't you? No. no yeah, Scott no, was no. a big Dune guy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That was some of the most boring shit. I've that was a very watched. boring movie. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> it was like watching a sand Titanic. <laughs> yeah. I thought y'all liked that show. I I tried watching it the other day. Well, not the other day. It was probably like six months ago. <laughs> I tried to watch it. I was like, holy cow. That's this the other is day. so slow. <laughs> it is. It is unbearable. <laughs> it's so unbearably slow. Mm. Oh my god. But yeah, um, no, I was not a Dune guy. So are we going to get get into this and then we have to tell people to Yeah, stop. to jump off. Okay, all right. Kim, you're on it. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so I think we're going to go ahead and get into the nitty gritty of Westworld. So if you have not seen the show and you do not want to be spoiled, now would be a perfect time to jump off and go do something else. Go do your laundry or something. But you should watch it and then come back and listen to us. Yeah. You should watch the show. It is very well done. Good mm-hmm. series. And I would suggest go back and watch the movie, too. I mean, yeah. you can watch it afterwards. You can watch it before. doesn't matter. Um, it's not It's not like it's imperative that you watch the movie to understand the show, because really, it's not. Right. You know? Uh, the movie's like watching an, uh, a really good episode of The Six Million Dollar Man. But Yule Brenner so. might like show up in your window in the middle of the night. <laughs> you, exactly. you see, I mean, if he finds out you did not watch this movie, he will show up at your house. Also, if you want to see a stiff re- Yule Brenner, watch that movie. Something important to note if you have not seen the movie or the show, rather, um, you've got plenty of time to catch up because season two doesn't start until 2018. Wow. Mm hmm. And not only that, if you don't have HBO, you can get a free month of HBO. Watch and then it. Cancel if yeah, you watch want. it and then and cancel watch that, it. Watch the series yeah, and then cancel. There's only ten episodes, so it's yeah. pretty so, easy. Yeah. 
show a middle finger to HBO and say, screw you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. But good yeah. programming. Well, you can get HBO <laughs> Go, right? Huh? HBO Go? Oh, you've got to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was they had a streaming service now. Yeah, they do, but you have to pay for it. But you got to I mean, pay for it. Oh, okay, still, whatever. Right now, oh, you yeah. can get a 30-day yeah, free sample. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much it is, like 20 bucks a month or something like that, but I mean, HBO may not like hearing me say that, but you know what? I don't give a damn. Yeah, so, y'all H- just figure it out and then come back to listen. HBO can suck it. Um, but yeah, you can also <laughs> watch uh, Flight of the Concords. There's all kinds of stuff yes. on HBO. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Game Hello. of Thrones. Hey. I actually, I actually, that was another thing. While I was on vacation, I started watching Game of Thrones. Oh, did Ooh. you? Oh, what'd you think? Uh, I've gotten through three episodes, the first three episodes. Oh, Lord. I haven't. Isn't that beginning awesome? Isn't just like the, yeah, the, the intro? intro? Uh, mm-hmm. It's awesome. Like the game yep. piece yep. stuff. Yep. I'll continue to watch it. Okay. I'll continue to watch it. I'll, I'll you know, like in 2020, I should catch up with you. Yeah, I'm sensing not liking it so much. I don't know. Mm. That's what Wait I'm hearing he from gets Scott's voice. He doesn't five. like it so really? much. Um, Too complex for Scott. Ships? No, no. Ships still out. You know, we'll see. <laughs> it gets better. We'll it see. gets better. I, in all honesty, in all honesty, what it comes down to is I'm not real big on on you know those the that time period type stuff. Mm-hmm. To tell you, to tell you the truth, Vikings and all that kind of stuff that just doesn't do a whole lot for me. But that's funny because I'm the exact opposite. Right, right, exactly. I I'm more into you know later periods and so forth but okay i'm not giving up on it well, i'm good. watching it all right so jump off now here's your your warning okay what Adios, oh, 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 yeah 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 we're going into details i'm yep. sorry i thought we were diving we're diving diving okay. down all right <clears throat> so now what? for all of you people what? who are left we're going to go through our top five favorites of things from the entire first season. So we're not going to concentrate on just one episode. So, Scott, right. do you want to tell us what your number five is? We're going to go down Man, the list. You are putting him on the block, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Well, I, I, in all honesty, I've already thrown my number five out there. Okay. Which and is? that is the fact that they were able to catch the atmosphere and the feeling of the original movie. While bringing up a very sophisticated plot line and, and being able to, in essence, completely switch the viewpoint of the show from the from the guest, which was the original movie, to the host and their dawning awareness. So that was, you know, for me overall, that was what I enjoyed. I That was my number five. Okay. Okay, my number five was um, the moment when Dolores kills the fly. When they say that she can't, uh, they they can't kill anything, and then oh, she kills right. a fly, and it was like yep. that's the turning point. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yep. That was such a small little detail. I know. I'm Good sorry. Oh, sorry but it was for... a good detail. It the was fly, a good detail. the fly, the recurring fly. Yes. And yes. the v- imagery was fantastic, and I hate to say it, Stu, that was my uh, um, number three. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Okay, I've no, got, no, no, I've got okay. number three. I can give you. No, you're fine. <laughs> but I but I agree with you. I thought it was fantastic. I mean that that scene right off the bat with the fly on the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was gross. Yes. That's in, that's intense though. That <clears throat> it really was very you these, intense. Yeah, that that really got it off. To, I mean, they did such a great job right off the bat portraying the the host. I think mm-hmm. they really did a great job of of 
you know, showing them as feeling and so forth, but then all, all of a sudden seeing that they were completely artificial. Mm-hmm. Right. And what you get, yeah, I mean, as a viewer, that kept being reminded to you. And with um, um, Logan, I guess. Yeah. Logan was the, the brother-in-law or soon-to-be brother-in-law that yes. brought William t- there to oh, right. to show him yeah. what the, the park. The asshole. Yeah, yeah. the asshole yeah. that showed, to show him what the park was all about. Mm-hmm. And when he had to cut um, Dolores open to like mm-hmm. remind William, okay, these people, they're not real. Right. I mean, that was, right. it was, uh, I mean, as a viewer, you kind of had to see that. I almost mm-hmm. felt like you maybe need to see that more, you mm-hmm. know, because I, I, it might have helped with the creep factor a little bit, actually, because it just seemed like a bunch of right. live people talking at points. It was very hard to determine who was live versus AI. Right. And, and, and of course, it was the way they spoke that got to you that you realized, like that couple at the beginning, who was always like, yes, yeah, the the, the kind of goofy couple. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they. And the, it was the, almost the, like they the one guy to take that went picture. off on the uh, right, the the guy that went off on the hunt for outlaws. With yeah, the sheriff. Right. right. Yeah, and then he was yeah. like, "Oh, this is too much. Let's go back." <laughs> I'm tired now. Let's go back. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that part was really cool that they had to keep reminding you of who was who, and and you really had to like pay attention. You mm-hmm. couldn't like take a sip of your beer and be like, "Cool, I understand what's going on." And God forbid you had to go to the bathroom and had to leave the room. <laughs> exactly. That's not happening during this show. <laughs> no, no. You miss a little bit. You miss a lot. <laughs> exactly. That is no doubt. No, you're exactly right. I mean, it, it. And I think also the one point that was both necessary and annoying to me was the constant repeating of the piano. Um, oh yeah, but the song but, would change, right? But it would also symbolize a. It would symbolize what the androids wore to you. I mean that they were androids. They recycled. Yep. So that piano recycling showed them recycling, which again could be annoying because it happened over and over again. It got a little tedious, you know, reliving the same scenes over and over again. But it really gave you, you know, brought you back to the fact that these are not real people. Right. Well, and it, yeah, and it, it, like you're saying, it also kind of symbolized what they were. They were just mm-hmm. a machine, you know, that that, that had a, a certain play, you know, a certain mm-hmm. a script that they had to go through. Right. So now, but the, the, the song did change and I kept wondering, like, I kept wanting to figure out what the songs were. That they kept oh, you going. can well, find had... out online. Oh, really? One of them was like ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them was the U2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't remember what other ones were, but uh, yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so I like the music be, a lot. It would be interesting to know if those songs had something to do specifically with each episode as well, though. I would think so. Hmm. I'd have to go back and look, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, that's, I, well, that's I really didn't do. pay that much or attention. Or that's what our listeners do, right? One of yes. our listeners will do it, because we did not. <laughs> uh-huh. so. Kim, well, I don't think we got your number one yet, did we? My number five, you mean? Or number five, yes, sorry. Number five. You're, you're My first. number five was mm. that it was a period piece because I actually mm-hmm. do like that period of time. And I love the costumes. The costumes were awesome. Dolores' mm. blue dress kind of got annoying after a while, actually. <laughs> I agree. And I agree. even, did you see... What award show? Really? Yeah, the blue dress. What award show was mm-hmm. it that just happened that... Um, Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy Kimmel, sorry, um, what's his face? 
Yeah, from Jimmy Saturday. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon. <clears throat> Jimmy Fallon was the uh, host to it, and they did an intro to the award show, and Dolores was there in her blue dress, and Maeve was there. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) No kidding. I did not know that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it was very funny. Because Westworld won, like, all kinds of awards that night. Yeah, so I love that period because it's it's very raw and in-your-face, and... It's wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no rules... No. No rules at all. Anything goes. Nope. Nope. And you know what, Kim? I, I will say this about the dress. When you bring up the dress, I know why I didn't like the dress as much is because whenever I saw her in a dress, I felt like she wasn't going to be action Dolores. Mm. True. She was reboot Dolores. And I liked action Dolores better than reboot Dolores. I did too. As a matter of fact, I did. So Scott's actually thinking of them as action figures. <laughs> Yes, yes. Like, I was a G.I. Joe fan when I was a kid. I had Kung Fu Grip. Whoa. <laughs> still have Kung, Kung, Fu Kung Fu Grip. Look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a good way to think about it because there are different there are dif- mm-hmm. different personalities, but also different... Depending on what they're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Different uh, iterations mm-hmm. of each character. Yes. And even Maeve had her different personalities and her mm-hmm. different iterations. Mm-hmm. So depending on what they were wearing... That was the person you were going to see at that point. Right. And that's why you had to stay on it. And that's why you had to figure out what was going on early on in the show so that later on you could understand what was happening. It was amazing. Yeah, and there was a big thing. We'll talk about more, but there was a big thing going on there that not everybody, that you could not pick up necessarily right from the beginning. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. I agree. I don't know what you're talking about, but Uh all right. So that was my number five. So we're on number four. Okay. Yes. So Scott's up. Scott. Oh, Scott. Go ahead. My number four, I might even jump it up to number three and maybe bump the fly down to number four, but (laughs) was my favorite character in the show was Bernard. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. And his his moment of discovery when he discuss you know when he finally dawns on him that he's actually a host, Uh not a real person. So sad. I thought was heart heartbreaking. That's my number. I thought it was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was I, that was huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought, and he did such a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was you know for me that was really a strong scene. That was that was a, very heartbreaking scene. His face, ugh. I don't even know. And what then to Anthony say Hopkins shuts him down. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then but he yeah but Bernard puts the gun at him or has has what uh, who who he had another host. Anyways, he had Anthony Hopkins at gunpoint so that he would make Bernard see his actual memories. Right. Uh, before he finally mm-hmm. used a back his door. To- oh, it was what's-her-face, the chick, um, the other hooker girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. right. I forget uh, her name. But yeah, 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 yeah. Right, name. right. Um, but he used, Anthony Hopkins had some sort of back door then to make Bernard kill himself. Uh, Clementine? Clementine. Yes, Clementine yep. Penny Pennyfeather. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it was it was it's it was to show him he's he doesn't have free will. Yeah. Where he thought he had free will. And how? Well, how? Yeah. When? How did he find that out? He was, did he see the schematics of himself? Is that what it was? Yes. Or he someone? found the paper. No. Well, he found right. the the world, the house that that Arthur right. had created. The cabin. Right. Yeah, with the cabin right. with him as a boy and his family and whatnot. And then he discovered the basement right, where all the drawings were mm-hmm. kept, and he found his own right. drawing. 
Mm. Right. And and Ford confronted him on yeah. it. Yeah. Right. You know, and 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 when he realized that that was happening, you know, that that was real, because he thought he thought he was an integral part of the whole thing. I mean, even even the scene not long before that when he got fired. You know, when when the 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 head of the chairman of the board, I guess Teresa. Teresa, when she came in and fired him, in essence, you could see he was just kind of devastated. His girlfriend. It's like, wow. No, no, no. The the one that came in after her. The younger lady. That was sent from the board. She fired, she, she was, anyway, she went in there to uh, take it over, in essence. Anyway, but Bernard, you know, he still thought he was part of the whole thing. He, anyway, that was my, that was my uh, number four or three, if you want to put it that way. Okay. Cool. So do you think his his girlfriend, the the woman that was running the place, yes, did she right. know that? Did she know that he was a host? No. no. Okay. No, not at I all. No. Because I we found that, clueless on that. Remember, there was a whole there was an episode dedicated to that too, where she finds out. Mm-hmm. And that's when she yeah. dies. Okay. Oh, that's when she right. dies. That's when okay. they kill. That's okay. when she kills. Gets killed. And yet, yeah, okay. God, yeah. There was so many different parts. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, my number four, is that what we're on now? Number four was yeah. when, um, uh, Maeve woke up and she saw the other host being cleaned off. Oh, and yes. And like repaired to be sent out to, uh-huh. to mm-hmm. reboot the whole system again. Right. Cause that was just, I mean, can you yeah, imagine? That was the, it was screwed that was... up cause it was like, it was, she, you know, she <laughs> gets killed and she wakes up and she's in this wherever repair shop, doctor area. Right. And they're, uh. They're washing off, and I think they were actually washing off the father of Dolores at that point. Oh yes, they were. Yeah, right, it was yes. his naked body, mm-hmm. and he was naked. And that was, I believe, that was the episode called "The Adversary." Mm. Is that the one when when Felix starts? Uh, Felix, the technician, starts showing her around, and she it really dawns on her that that uh, all that uh, yeah. that. Oh wait a minute. This is I'm a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She got him to like go upstairs and yeah. stuff, which I, that that I have to say was one of the weird parts of that whole relationship was why Felix kept helping, l- listening to her. Yeah. I didn't understand that either. But uh, I don't know. I guess it was just like a power thing. Well, part of Felix, I think I my sense of it is is that number one, Felix was was terrified, and number two, I think he did not care for his co-workers in a lot of respect i mean yeah. he did not like yeah he did sylvester. not like the sylvester and he certainly had problems with um remember the guy that was that wanted to um oh god who was the quote-unquote bad guy uh host oh the guy uh, not to... uh not wyatt um yeah he, he wanted to screw him yes remember yes. the technician that went in there to screw him and and uh, Felix was kind of like, oh, God, you know, so. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was disgusting. Yeah, it, it, I, I forget his name. I think Felix, Felix was scared of them. And at the same time, he also kind of thought that they needed to. Yeah. They, they, they made more sense than some of the people he worked with. You know what? Actually, my number, I'm going to go ahead and say my number three real quick. Why? Because it's related to what we're talking about. All right, go ahead. The fact that the two technicians that we're dealing with in here are Felix and Sylvester that are both animated cats. (laughs) (laughs) I had not picked up on that. No, I didn't either. (laughs) 
Yep. And those are nice. the two that you're dealing with in like the tech world. That is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's it's nice. got to be on purpose. They weren't in the movie, were they? Uh, so no. they're not a product of 1973 world. No, no. That's no, funny. No. That is funny. Hmm. Very good, Sue. I like that observation. So, Kimmy, um, I what number were you Number four. Here? Sorry, four? I jumped to three. I just, <laughs> that was my number three. I think most of mine have already been played, but go ahead with your number four. <laughs> well, <clears throat> excuse me. Mine goes back to the idea of having um, robots, AIs, and in this world, and they turn on you turn on people and it goes back to the whole 2001 a space odyssey mm-hmm. and which is in in my lifetime is where the first time that i heard about this happening and experienced it so that whole idea of a robot turning on a human has fascinated me kind of sort of since i saw that movie when i was a kid and i think from what i remember um recently in the news there's even been legislation in European in a European country that was put out um, that was introduced to help protect people against robots and but also trying to give robots autonomy. So it's like this is uh-huh. still like this is becoming more in the forefront of our world, our real world. And it's just fascinating to me that, you know, yeah. we could be on the brink of something like this. How, how is our, our Siri? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Not only that, no, I would even go so far as to say um, we are now at a point where we can converse with a machine that will take care of all our household things and also will give us any information we'll we want. We'll hold a conversation with those, us. The, the, what is it, the Echo? Echo, yeah. Uh, and, um, and those? Whatever her name is. Uh, I saw one. What whatever the doing, Google Dave? was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we're... we're we're looking at that. Yeah. You know, we're staring that down. But yeah, that was always the fear going into that. Once the, once the computer mm-hmm. age came about, that was always the fear is, you know, how far does it go? How much control do right. they get? And what yes. I robot was a movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else? Terminator. Oh, oh the, science fiction is, has been tackling that, that whole, um, thought idea since the fifties. Right. Yeah. Of the, the sentient robot. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. Yeah, I think that's where this show, like, um, I don't know. I've been kind of struggling with it a little bit as to um, how realistic it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh-huh. how realistic uh-huh. the the characters were. I don't know that, uh, you know, if I, if I was going into this world to, to um, have relationships with these characters for a entertainment value. No, how comfortable right. I'd feel. Well, I mean, up until this point, well, even even now in our real world, when you are encountering a robot or an AI or whatever, they do not look like you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go into the Westworld world and it's suddenly a person that looks human or an AI that looks human, I think it would be very easy to kind of fall into that because they kind of do what you want mm-hmm. them to do. And they become the person that you've always wanted. Well, I th- but they're not a person. I thought it was and interesting. They can't return those true feelings. Doctor Ford, Anthony Hopkins always goes back to that, the the warehouse where they shut down the mm-hmm. the hosts that I guess got out of line, 
And he always right. goes and hangs out with that that, that bartender. <laughs> the bar yeah, yeah, the bartender that is like right. total animatronic. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hey, yep. how are you? It's like, like the Hall of Presidents at Disney. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, complete. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you're exactly right. But, you know, um, there is a little bit of a, a creepy parallel here. And that is, you know, the, the uh, newcomers consider the host to be products. In essence, mm-hmm. right, and it's not—it's not that much of a stretch to look at it in, in the framework of slavery. Yeah, it, you know, slaves were considered to be products. You know, they were considered to be um, commodities, things you owned. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at these androids on the show; at, people are treating them as things to own, and it's dawning now that they're not. They're actually, you know. Not necessarily people, but they're a, a dawning awareness. Right. And, you know, and that's maybe where, like, a guy like Felix is ahead of the curve. He's 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 accepting them for being aware. Right. Well, and, I mean, and yeah. And for, for their worth. Even though he's scared to death of them, he's, but he's still accepting them as being actual people. Well, they erase their memories every day. Mm-hmm. So right. that they do not collect that, and then that becomes some sort of consciousness. Because mm-hmm. the right. memories are right. what is the consciousness. And mm-hmm. so that's what is coming back to some of the other hosts where it didn't get wiped completely clean. Right. And then they're, they're getting... getting a glimpse of the previous... Yeah, they're creating feelings out of that. It's right. crazy. So Like Maeve, Maeve with, her, with her daughter. Right. Right. From a previous... Storyline. Uh, Storyline. Uh, story mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, what's your number three? Did you do number your number three. four? I just did it. Okay, that's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> the AI is revolting. All oh, right. I'm very, very glad Stuart was paying attention. Yeah, really. They're in that I'm whole thing. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Stuart hit hit on my number three already. Um, but I'll tell you what. I will put one on there that was kind of a side one for me. is, Or it fell into what I was talking about with Bernard and so forth was watching some of the other characters get their awareness. Mm-hmm. I liked watching Teddy, for instance, start trying to figure out what exactly is going on here. Mm-hmm. I keep going back through this and I keep going back to Dolores. Why do I keep going back to Dolores? Right. You know, Dolores causes, you know, because of Dolores, I killed the town. Right. Oh, right. But I don't know why. I don't know why I killed the town. Yeah, I didn't really I didn't want to kill the together on that one either until the end. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, characters like Teddy and 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 even Dolores, Dolores's dad, for that matter. Oh right, poor guy. Way his program was breaking down because he was gaining awareness. He saw that picture of uh, William's girlfriend or fiance. Yes, remember? Yep. Mm-hmm. He found that photograph in the dirt. Oh, and it, and she, I guess she was like in Times Square or something like that, and it kind of blew his mind. He was like, "What the hell is that?" Mm-hmm. It was like he an alien came down and right. rocked his world, and it screwed up his program. Mm-hmm. And 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 Dolores came home to find him sitting on the porch, just kind of coming to befuddled. Yeah, yeah, screwed up my program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I enjoyed watching. I enjoyed watching the evolution of these these uh, you know the androids. The, the host um and i liked all the the little um oh tidbits and and so forth that were kind of thrown out throughout the show that 
later on you're like, oh, that's why I did that. Oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like little yeah. Easter egg type stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. Stu? Well, you had my three. Which was mm. what again? The Felix and, and Sylvester. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. But I, I, yes. Okay, I can come up with another one. I got another one. Okay. That this was not this was a more of a minor thing, so it probably shouldn't be up to the rank of three. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that they, they found out the, the one host um that fell into the crevasse. Oh right. Was was it him that they found out that he was transmitting? Someone yeah. was yeah. So they had a transmitter in his arm. Which yes, I right. thought was cool. Like and then they mm-hmm. and then um uh Bernard's assistant I, I don't remember her name. Yeah. But she finds, she gets killed because she finds out oh, that yeah. there's what that was laptop. She that, was great. That Teresa yeah. had. Elsie? Yeah, maybe it was, maybe it was yes. Elsie. I think it was Elsie. Yep. Yeah. Elsie, who was like the new hotshot yeah. right. programmer right, right, coming right. up. So they find out she that like, information's being transferred out so that um, Dr. Ford can't have complete control. So they're, you know, right. they're trying to get as much and information we find out about that that, the park out. Right. We, Right, we find out later on that it's the board trying to take control. Right. And how sad was it when Bernard realized he had killed Elsie? That was so sad. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Thanks for the downer, Kim. Yep. So that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim, number three. All right, my number three is Ed Harris. Just him yes. as an actor. Um, the right stuff is one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies from when I was a kid uh, about the astronauts in the early space program, and he was one of those astronauts, and I always loved him ever since that movie. And I'm not sure exactly what it is about him, but I know that his eyes always bring me in. His eyes have, like, this, I don't know, like, this mystery behind them. Like, he could be good or bad, but there's something that you really want to learn about him that you don't know, but you got to figure it out, and it's... He's just a dynamic person, and he can play good or bad, and I, I love him. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, you know, you know, who he reminds me of in a lot of respects for that for that ability is uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, I always saw Gene Hackman was a great actor because of the fact he could play a good guy, a guy you would really like, and a really really bad guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And Ed Harris can do the same thing, and he can do so much with just his face. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have to say anything. And right. he just gives you that look, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm dead." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, "Ooh, he really loves me." Well, he could be he could be the really good guy, but you're still scared of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's... Well, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I mean, I still one of the best Ed Harris movies, in my opinion, except for the last third of the movie was The Abyss. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a fantastic movie. I mean, get rid of all the alien crap at the end of it, yeah, and it would have been even stuff. more. Of, yeah, it would have been even more fantastic yeah. movie. But he, man, he was so good in that movie. Yeah. So he gets good. his the ring out of the toilet in his hand. Yeah, right, right. The rest right. of the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I, I thought about that too. That is a good point. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah, he's, yes. I just love him as an actor, so. Yeah, he's, uh-huh. he is very intense, but he's very serious and, yeah. All right, so we've done our, our top three, or our, Yep. Five through three. Yep. Um, why don't we take a break? Sounds for good. For a moment. Yeah. And we'll come back and do our last two. Perfect. Cool. All right. We'll be back in a moment.
Hey everybody, we're back. So we're reviewing our top five uh, pieces of Westworld. Top five scenes, thoughts, whatever. Um, and uh, to tell you the truth, my number two has been used already quite a few times. Oh, shit, so, Scott. Yeah, I know, I know. So um, I'm going to send it on over to Stuart. Stuart, what is your number two? Well, my problem is that my number two and number one kind of go together. Hmm. So you want to save can it I for do number that? one? Can I, should I save it for number one? Or should we just go to your number two? I mean, I have let's a number go to, two Let's go to one. Kim's number okay. two and Kim, you save it for your number, number one. Okay. Yeah. My number two is the character of Maeve, played uh, okay. by Tandy Newton, yeah. who also has won quite a few awards for this show. Mm -hmm. I really liked how complex her character was. And that she was she was the first one to really start to come to the realization that something just isn't quite right mm -hmm. here. And we learned this whole backstory about her, about her daughter, and that was a different storyline. And she is kind of a rebel and wants to break out of the park to do what? I have no idea, but just to experience life, I suppose. And then she changes her mind. And why yeah. does she change her mind? But to get daughter. back to her daughter. Yeah. And, but then all hell breaks loose. So well, didn't didn't Bernard tell her that she was that she was programmed, or someone told her that she was programmed that way to always want to escape? Yes. Oh right. Yes, you remember because yeah, they were talking about the one of the last reveals to Maeve from Bernard is when he shows her on their. Um, by the way, I love the tablets they have. They were very cool. They were. The fold-out tablets. Yeah. Um, but where he was showing to her that there was a – that someone had been programming her to want to escape. Mm -hmm. This was exactly. not her independent thought. Right. And he showed her on there. There was a outline, and on the outline it said escape. Mm-hmm. So – and she, she didn't accept it. Remember? She took yeah. the tablet and threw it, tore it apart and said, no, that's not me. This is my independent thought. Right? Yeah. But when then she was, she's the one. She's the one who said, "Okay, I'm coming back. I'm going go, going back to my daughter." So, do you think? Do you think that that was her breaking from the from the narrative, or do you think that the narrative was telling her to come back? I think I it was, think it was her. I feel like it was her breaking from the narrative. I, I'm sure we'll yeah. find out differently, but that that's her true independence happening. That's what I want to be happening. Yeah, that's what you want <laughs> to be happening. But I, I think what it is is, I mean, that's the control that's in place uh -huh. to keep her where she needs to be. But who was programming her to escape in the first uh, place? Was it Arthur? I think Ford. Ford. I think it was yeah, Ford. probably Ford. Because Ford did say that he was tweaking. He, he had finally come to the realization that Arthur was correct. Mm -hmm. that these um, robots needed to, at some point, be free. Right. And so he was preparing them to then, at one point, be free, right? And that Yes, you're exactly right. And, and, and don't forget, though, too, he's told Bernard that um, one of the ways that, that Arnold and he later on discovered is that for them to be, get their true independence, they had to suffer. And that's why he had created the storyline about our um, uh, Bernard's son having right. died. Yeah, because I built memories. Right, and I think that was part of the reason. To me, I think I think Ford wrote it into Maeve's thing is to increase her su suffering, to increase her ability to break out and have her own personality. So, I mean, in my opinion, I think Ford wrote it in that she would come back, but. 
I can certainly see where it was not written in and where that's her actually reaching independence. I hope that's what's happening. But it definitely but, had to do with suffering. Whole, right. But that's the whole thing that there's like these contradictions that are happening in the story. Because mm -hmm. if he wants, if Ford is the one that is finally come to this realization that they at some point need to find some sort of freedom, mm -hmm. why does he kill Bernard? Is it simply because he doesn't want to be found out that he's been controlling it? I mean, because everybody knew he was controlling it in the first place. So why does he kill Bernard? If he thinks that they can overcome and, and does he think that Bernard's going to stop what he's doing? Um, I don't know. You mean I, when he killed Arnold I, or when he killed? No, Bernard. No, when he I killed think... Bernard, when he uh -huh. had Bernard shoot himself in the head. Right. Why does right. he kill Bernard? I think he does think that Bernard's going to stop him because Bernard kind of flipped uh -huh. out on him when right. he found out that he was an AI. And, and Bernard has been imprinted by Arnold. Yeah. So he's got Arnold's morality. Right. right. But but he didn't react the same way that Maeve did when she found out. Right. But Arnold wanted them to be free at some point, too. So. Keep in mind, Arnold was aware already of the of the androids, okay? Yeah. So when Arnold got his well, he awareness. he wanted them to right. be aware, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, but when Arnold got his awareness... It was more shocking. You mean Bernard? You're talking or, about Bernard. Excuse me, Bernard. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, when Bernard right. got his awareness, it was more devastating to him because he already knew about the others. He already knew about all the hosts. Mm -hmm. Right. Finding out he was a host was devastating for him. Maeve, on the other hand, was never aware that there were any other hosts. Exactly. So right. her dawning of it was kind of like, you know, if, if like if we all discovered we were host, okay? There's more strength in numbers. There's more uh, everybody's on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you find out, um, oh, wait a minute, you were feeling like you were in the top team, but actually you were on the second team. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like that idea that a lot of people, well, that some people think that us as humans, we're just play toys for some higher being. Mm -hmm. Like we are mm -hmm. like little ants on a, in a, in a little play house. Hamsters on in a Earth. treadmill. Yeah. And that somebody else is dictating our every move. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like that. Like we always say, Oh, psh, that, that would never happen. That's not true. Mm -hmm. But what if it is true? Mm -hmm. What if we are some little girls play toys? Oh God. We're not going to like the predetermined destiny. No, crap. but but I'll, I will say this though, Kim. <laughs> I will say this though. If we all found out we were on, we were little girls play toys. We would at least have solidarity in that knowledge, okay? Yeah. Because we'd and he's all by himself. right. Bernard, on the other hand, found out he was not. Right. He was not a real. He was. He was. He, he was, thought he was the little girl. Yeah. He was much. not. He was. He was Pinocchio. He wasn't. He wasn't a real boy, and mm -hmm. and that's got to be devastating. Well, then to also find out that his son, that he's gone through this turmoil mm -hmm. with and all this heartbreak, none of that actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do you believe? What's real? What's not real? And what should he be feeling? Well, and that's the weird thing with Maeve, because Maeve has found out that that isn't real, right? Mm -hmm. She understands that it's all fake. Mm -hmm. But yet, at the end, she's pulled back to find her daughter. 
That's why I wonder right. if it's who the narrative is, is taking actually over. Her daughter? Yeah, right. Because but she is already. I mean, she's already understood that that is not real. Mm-hmm. She is not mm-hmm. real. The whole world is not real. There's something else that on the other side of that train. Yeah. That she could find that would answer more questions to what what is outside of this world, but yet she still decides to go back. Mm-hmm. And it and, makes it makes me wonder what the daughter is going to think when she actually does find her again. Mm-hmm. Is she going to remember her as her mom or is probably she just not. some stranger to her? She, yeah, she's a robot. She's probably mm-hmm. not going to recognize her. She probably, and that's going to be something for Maeve to deal with. And yeah, Maeve will reprogram her. She'll mm-hmm. have Felix and... Right. True. She could do that. But she not not Sylvester. Him. Sylvester died, didn't she? Didn't she cut Sylvester's throat? Yeah, he's long yeah, dead. Yeah. Bye-bye, Sylvester's Sylvester. dead. Which yeah, was so, fine because that guy sucked. Well, he didn't suck. He was just. No, he sucked a lot. Like he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was extremely annoying. Felix was he trying was. to help Maeve out, and I wanted him to help Maeve out, and <laughs> Sylvester was always getting in the way. Like, what do you do? Sylvester was pretty what much. What are you trying to do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Sylvester. No, he kind of sucked. That was wicked when they when Sylvester got his throat cut and then they repaired it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. They had the little heat gun cauterizing. Yeah. 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 That was pretty wicked. Glue gun. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, Scott. What's your number one? Actually, I take it back. I want to. I want to. I did figure out what my number two was. Oh my god. Actually, not brought up. Let me let me bring it up real quick. Um, Okay. And it kind of plays off of what you said earlier, Kim, about Ed Harris. But yeah. The uh, the William character. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. I mean, and it was funny because, you know, we come to find out in the end that there's actually two different timelines that are playing along here, and we get to watch we get to watch William along those two different timelines. When he was innocent mm-hmm. and a good guy and so forth like that and how he became jaded and and almost a little bit cruel on his experiences in Westworld and how it evolved into him in the end being mm. being the dark man in See, now you're screwing up my number 1 and my number 2 Ah because it's it's William no it's it totally uh, sorry. that's fine sorry. so we that's okay we're we're the same I think, yeah, William and him being the man in black. See, now, William and the man in black is where the whole storyline just kind of went off the rails for me. Because I'm like, weren't they in the same scene together at some point? And I had to, like, think back, and I'm like, no, they weren't, but... The same no, storylines, and Dolores was there. Dolores is, but they are not. And Teddy. Yeah. Now, William, William William discovered... his your, cruelty. Your brain blew up. It did. Okay. Sorry, it, go ahead. William discovered his cruelty late in his experiences with Westworld at the beginning. Because mm-hmm. remember, he he took he in essence told his brother-in-law, his future brother-in-law, that um, I'm taking over. Uh, the company yeah. is going to invest heavily into this because because he he realized that um, well he grew a lot from being in Westworld. Mm-hmm. He he grew from this nice guy that you know you know would do whatever for people like that to a guy that was assertive who would take over. I mean, hell, he dragged dragged his brother in law around by a rope for for three episodes, <laughs> which made um, me so happy. I know exactly. Logan. That guy was a yeah. prick. Yeah, yeah, Logan. Um, but he, you know, he comes out in the end of that 
discovering that uh, his cruelty and 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 his the nature of life was not what he thought it was and i think i think he he felt like his life beforehand was fiction and that he was discovering what he truly was by going to Westworld, and that's why he kept coming back to it over and over and over again to finish the maze, to find the find himself, to find the real him. Didn't you think he was living a lie? That's he wasn't aware. But that's he didn't think he was. That's not real life. Like he's playing right. a persona. It's like uh-huh. diving into a book and getting lost into yeah. it. It's a game. It's, it's a, a game, game. yeah. But mm-hmm. but he, right. he what he was the whole time and that he was the man in black, he was he knew that there was some other game to it. There was some other right. deep storyline that he was trying to it get. It was to. it was right. It was a game of discovery. I mean he That's for what the him, maze was all it about. was as soon as he found the center of the maze, that would complete him. That would be the end. And, of course, it didn't work out that way. Wyatt was at the center. That was the one thing that was weird to me, because Wyatt was at the center of the maze, but Wyatt didn't seem to show up. At the, it wasn't, Wyatt was not there at the beginning of the storyline. It seemed to be that right. Wyatt was something that yep. was introduced by Ford, but yet the man in black is looking for the center of the maze. Wyatt's mm-hmm. at the center of the maze. And who is Wyatt? Mm. Right. That was my That's what we got to find out. Right. Oh, see? That's Dolores a good one. Dolores is Wyatt. Dolores is Wyatt? Dolores is Wyatt. What? Yes. 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 That's what he explains to, I think, isn't it Ford that explains it? <laughs> now your brain really yes. blew up, didn't it? I'm very confused. I now. think it's Ford. <laughs> Doesn't Ford explain that to Dolores? Yes. That you are Wyatt? You are... Yeah. Yeah, you are you, you are, are the, the reason. reason for this because Dolores was like his that the maze was meant for you, yeah. Because you're Wyatt. How is she Wyatt? I'm so confused. Um, that's that. I think that was her programming. But she... but didn't we see Wyatt? No, no, uh-huh. we never saw no. anything other than, than Dolores. We saw the name Wyatt. I we saw we heard name. the name Wyatt. No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. And that's why she ends up killing Ford in the end. Yeah. Oh, wow. See, I need to rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that is leading the rest of the sentence. Yeah. And folks, I end. mean, seriously, if you... <laughs> this is not a plot that is for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> no. This is, wow. this is a tough plot. My this head is hurts. a tough plot. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Twin Peaks again. Um for yeah. real, it is like Twin Peaks. That's what I was thinking the uh-huh. entire time uh-huh. I was watching it. Yeah, but there's more answers than Twin Peaks. Well, that's why yes. they got a new Twin Peaks starting. <laughs> I guess. Well, Twin Twin Peaks was kind of like Lost. Uh, yeah, it created a bunch of uh, of uh, mysteries and so forth, but never really resolved anything. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope it doesn't do, end like Lost, though. I, I do think I do think Westworld is going to resolve some stuff. I hope. But yeah, I, I mean that's right. the the one person that that. Um, the man in black, or William, is searching for the entire time is the one person that he knew the entire time was yep. Dolores. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy, so. man. Crazy. Yep. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Kim, you're, um, I guess we'll go to, oh. My number one? Where are we at? Yeah. Yeah, let's go to your one. number we one, and then, and then I'll do my number one. Okay. You go ahead and do yours. 
All right, so my number one is the um, fact that they have these different worlds that they can traverse through. So mm-hmm. it's just like I said just a minute ago that it's it's kind of like diving into a book and you become the person that you always dreamed of becoming. So the only world that we've seen so far is the Western world, right? But then we mm-hmm. also know that there is some sort of samurai thing going on in the mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. some other types of worlds that we haven't really been introduced to yet. The, Wally world. Right. right. Like I said, like you know, with, with the, from the, yeah, the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, so I think we briefly saw something movie. about that. But so I just love the idea that you can, you get to pick which world you like and you get to enter and live out your fantasies, but also... I was really fascinated about the transitions between you as a as a guest coming in to you've paid your money, you're coming in to the corporate headquarters and you get on this train and all of a sudden you're like in a on a steam locomotive and into a different world. Like how in the world did they make that happen? How did they make it transition that way into the world that you want it to be? And it was just the whole scenario of it just fascinating well it's an immersion it's an immersion i mean you know it's it's like when we talk about when we talk about language immersion mm-hmm. you know learning a new language you you in essence immerse yourself in not just going through the lessons and so forth but actually application so you're right but i'm talking about like the technology when, of you're it. Talk, yeah you're talking about like williams like on he gets on the train mm-hmm. And he's waiting for uh, Logan to get on, and all of a sudden Logan's like, "Oh, he shows up." Yeah, because and he was Western taking garb. advantage of right. whatever and it's the, ladies. the ladies that were there. And, and then, then all, all of a sudden, sudden they're like, Phew. they're like going through a Western plane. Yeah, and, it's yeah. like that. Well, but but my my main point though, I mean that was just a little bit of it. My pa- my main point is that it's, it's like Disney. Yeah, but um. It's like a dream come true that you can read a book. This is why I love reading so much. You can read a book and get totally lost in the storyline to the point where you do not want to put that that book down because you don't want to lose that feeling and that mm-hmm. the emotion that comes with that storyline. And this is that coming to life. Mm-hmm. And how amazing would that be? Oh, exactly. And not only that, it's you also got examples of, of different ways that people would react to that. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, you, you of course got um, William, who became absolutely immersed in the story, became emotionally involved. Whereas you had those guys that were like the frat boys mm-hmm. who, who were going in there just to screw everybody they could and kill a bunch of people and so forth like that. They, they didn't take it seriously. Right. And, and we, or the couple, the couple that just wanted the fun experience of going off after a gang, uh, you know, going after a bad guy. You know, it was available to whatever you, whatever, you know, amount of immersion you wanted into the scenario. And those people actually kind of upset me because they kept pointing, they kept breaking that fourth wall, you know? They kept saying, yes. oh, well, you're not supposed to be able to hurt me and you're not supposed to be able to do this. Like, <laughs> shut up and just experience uh-huh. it for what it's worth. Yeah, actually, even as a viewer, you were kind of like, yeah, it was, it kind of, screwed up the storyline because you're like ah Mm -hmm. god you can't keep you keep reminding me that it's not real (laughs) well yeah but that's what the man in black did through the whole show 
Right. His whole character. I mean, that's all he did was kind of like, you're not going to kill me. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he, he made fun of the narrative throughout the show. It's true, but he did it in a different way. Well, that, mm-hmm, because he was still mm-hmm. respecting the storyline. Yeah. Whereas the other people are like, okay, you this can't is... hurt me. I'm just going to shoot whoever it is. Right. Because they, they had like a, um, a troop of people that went through and just shot everybody in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that was it. They were just like having fun shooting people, and they're like laughing at the people they were shooting. What, where the man in black had a had a um, super uh, storyline that he was chasing, right? The rest of the stuff was frivolous. The rest of it was you know characters playing a part and so forth. He was above all that, but he was after a a a, a underlying storyline. You know that was, that was surprising. What was surprising to me. Um, was the fact that they had to do so much work to get the hosts back online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they had to, like, clean yeah. them up and sew them up and, mm-hmm. you know, like sure. you were saying, cauterize their wounds. And I think Maeve, one of her things with that was that she found that she had a pain because she still had a bullet in her. Yeah. That whole time. Right. <clears throat> yep. Yep. It was, can you imagine? That has to be a ton of work. Like, they bring uh-huh. all those people and they just start shooting all the hosts and then they have to gather all the bodies up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was actually wondering about that. Like, Repair them all I before they well, that's reset why they the whole dis- thing. That's why they discussed on several occasions on how many hosts you could kill. Yeah. Because remember, they discussed on it, you know, they discussed um, damaging the narrative by taking too many hosts out of the picture. Right. So they were talking about the fact, you know, there's a quota. You know, you got to have a certain amount of hosts in the park. To make this thing work, we can't just go around and start shooting up all the hosts. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of the things that I kept wondering is like, when do they do clean up each day? When do they go and get each of these people or AIs? And how long does it take to repair them and get them back online? Well, and the other side of that is I, I was confused at to, as to <laughs> maybe this is just because my own experience with like theme parks. How long do these people get to stay in here? I was wondering that too. Is it by the hour, by the day? <laughs> like, like, do they right. get to pay a certain amount? Are they or there not for a week? Or also, how big is the park? Yeah, I mean, yeah. some huge. of these people went for days yeah. riding, you know, but it didn't look like it was that big on the map. Yeah, and 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 the people who went to the outskirts of the park, like, yeah, they went to the ocean for God's sake. Yeah, hmm. I mean, how are they able to do that? Mm. Lots of cool questions. It was yes. a fascinating story. And let's not forget that Stephen Ogg is in this from mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was the guy who killed Dolores' dad. Ah, uh, yep. right. He's All also right. the one in the end, in at the end of the series, when they're shooting up all the... Um, when uh, Dolores starts shooting the people, the guests, at the grand finale. Mm-hmm. And he starts smiling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of course he would. His that's evil little so, Negan smile. That's Stephen. Ogg. Yes. Yes. So yes. Stephen Ogg is one of the saviors. Yes. Uh-huh. And the one that yes. actually deals with. Um, oh, yeah. He's, the he's like the right hand yeah. man. He's yeah. the right. He deals with man. the hilltop folks. Yep. 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 And you know what's funny is that during the Walking Dead season, the, during the first half of this season, people kept saying that he was in the West World, and I, I was like, "What the hell is the West World?" I had no a clue, no clue about it back now then. Now you know. Now I know. Now, now you know. know. All right, are we ready for, for my number one? Yeah. Oh, you still have a number one. All right, let's go for I it. I have a number one. All right, I have good. a number one. 
The number one I have is my favorite line from the whole series. Okay. From one of my favorite characters from the whole series. Okay. We're waiting. Um, Armitus. Okay. The girl with the uh, the tattoo snake on her tattoo. Face. Yes, thought she was boss as hell. She okay. was very cool. <laughs> and in the scene where she and uh, who was the guy she was running with? Who was the, the bad guy that she was? Yeah, Hector. Okay. When they start, um, you know, taking care, gunning down all the uh, all the bad guys, or gu- gunning down all the the people from the park. Mm-hmm. You know, the the um, security people and so forth like that. And and she says to um, Maeve at one point she just she shoots up a couple of people and she looks over at Maeve's and she goes, "The gods are pussies." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> I good. thought that was the best line of the show. That's right. I had I had actually forgotten about that too. Maeve brought those two back. Yes, to fight. She the brought them back to help quote, her unquote escape. gods. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To defeat the gods, and yep. the gods are pussies <laughs> because they all kept dying so fast. That was awesome. Yep, she was a good. That character. was my, yeah, that was my number one. Lots of badass women in this show. There was, there was. I like shows like that. I'm <laughs> okay. sure you do. Yeah, it's very like emasculating. Zena is awesome. <laughs> um, do you guys have? <laughs> Good, good stuff, Zima. Right. Not Zima, Zena. Zena, Zima. But Zena oh, drinking about. Azima? I thought you were the talking Zena, about Zima, the princess the only... warrior. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought you were about Zima. The okay, only you, way you could get you definitely white people to drink malt liquor. <laughs> 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 I think Kim was actually saying both. No, I hated Zima I back so. in college. Oh, Lots God, of college awesome. stuff tonight. Xena drinking Zima. All right, Scott, do you have a hit or miss? Um, my hit and my miss are are actually the same thing. Okay, believe it or not, <laughs> it's the I, I the, believe the it. hit. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's the uh, um, sophistication complication of the whole plot. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's I mean, mine too. It, actually, just confusion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, but I mean, it's, you know, if you want something that's really going to make you think, it's really going to make you pay attention and so forth, the show is is that. Mm-hmm. But if you're just in there for the entertainment value and, and you know, you may watch episode one, you may pick it up in episode three, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah, um, that's true. This is not a show to do that. This is not a pop-in on episodes show. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah. It's not a hop-on so, show. No, it is not. And so that's why, to me, it's the hit or miss. I mean, you know, it depends on the audience you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I think you're limiting yourself a little bit by making the, the plot a little bit too complicated, to tell you the truth. But for someone like me who loves to break down something like that, or us in general, because we love to break down shows and so forth. That um, it's it's great fodder. I mean, it's 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 perfect for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to go along with that, like I love all the pot, plot twists, and it mm-hmm. keeps you wanting to see more. But then again, it's like, God damn it! Like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I gotta go watch that episode again. Yeah. Damn it! It was super confusing and very fast paced and. 
mm-hmm. made it very difficult to follow. But that was also a plus for it. Yeah. Well, Ian, I think it got confusing with like the time shifts and all that kind of stuff time that we were talking were about. Super right. confusing. I mean, I mean, especially since you didn't realize there was a time shift until the end. Yeah. In yeah. hindsight, yeah, talking about it, okay, I understand a little bit more. But in the time when you're like in the moment when you're watching it, it's like, uh-huh. what the hell just happened? Which mm-hmm. kind of takes away from the enjoyment a little bit because it gets a little confusing, but. Kind of like the sixth sense when you finally figure out the uh, the plot and then you go back to watch it again. Yeah, like, oh, that was yeah. Oh, that's right. They were ghosts. I that was realize. brilliant. Yeah, because I but mean, I didn't enjoy that part. When I'm watching TV, <laughs> when I'm watching TV at night, I kind of want to just relax and let my brain kind of defog from the day. And this is not right. that type of show. You have no. to work for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was that much mm-hmm. work. I do. You have to pay attention. Uh, it was. I mean, I, you know, even compared to shows that we've been doing, uh, The Walking Dead and, and Fear of the Walking Dead and so forth, this is a sophisticated plot Well, line. nobody has to work for Fear this of the is... Walking Dead. No. Well, you have no to, one has to work for Walking Dead, really. Fear of the Walking Dead, I mean, I hate we're to still it. trying to figure out what it, why. Why did you do that? Like, yeah. At least this show has reason <laughs> for that. Like, right. Fear the Walking Dead. But, it, it's but, like, it's, but it's really? very sophisticated you, to figure it out. Why in Mexico? <laughs> why are you doing uh-huh. that? Uh. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one definitely, it comes back and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like five this days is, later. Uh, yeah, right. This is not Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. no. <laughs> which you can figure out in like two seconds. Right. <laughs> You can watch the ads and you know what's happening in that show. No, this is a this is a whole different beast. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's written at a different level. It's good. Um, you know my my uh, my only qualm problem with the show is that I think it could have stepped it up a little bit and been a little bit more creepy. Creepy. I think minor things, I can agree minor things could have made it a lot creepier. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of wish they did that. Was it supposed to be creepy, though? I don't know. I don't know, but I think that you're dealing with it. Creepiness might have added to it. I think it could have added a lot to it. I would, have, I would have loved, Stu, I agree with you. I would have loved to see some more creepiness to the Confederate soldiers. Yeah, or. That kept popping up. The, uh, or, oh, yeah. oh, what was the, 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 the other group? Oh man, Hector's people? No, no, the uh, the um, Native American. Oh yeah. Oh, the ghost. The, the ghost the, nation. Yeah. The ghost walkers. The ghost the nation. Ghost nation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ghost True. nation were right. creepy. You didn't see them. Yeah. Right. There wasn't enough. They they needed more of the ghost nation. No, or right. just the fact that um, out when they're in the country. I mean, there was. I think there was one oh. instance where there was one of the androids that malfunctioned that was out there and the mm-hmm. guy was like yes, oh yeah yes, we're getting was, out of here right it was the, it was the guy it was the sheriff yeah right and he started like started repeating the same thing over and over and again you know what could have been a lot creepier in all essence was the boy oh yeah. he was oh, creepy right. no matter what right but they could have I even know, added more could, to that yep yep which because, you know that was that was ford as a boy that's the kid who who's on salem right oh is it oh okay. wasn't it i don't know he looks like the kid on Salem, the mm. witch show, wasn't I don't it? Know. Yeah, witch show. <laughs> <laughs> Salem, but witch the, show? the part with Elsie that was pretty creepy. 
Mm-hmm. Her whole storyline was creepy to me because it was like you were anticipating something really bad was going to happen to Elsie. I know, but there there could have been something that was out there that made it a little bit more like you didn't know if the hosts were actually in control. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it was like right. yeah, there was way too much security in the fact that they couldn't kill anybody. That's true. Right, and right. I feel like you you just had to tune it up a little bit, and it was like I would have. I, I agree with you. I I might have even creep, uh, you know, in, in increase the creepiness of Anthony Hop- Hopkins part. Yeah, right. Like make, he make, wanted making him maybe a little bit more ruthless. Yeah, like he wanted something bad to happen to the people mm-hmm. that were there or something. Who knows? I kept. He was t- a little too passive. I was telling Stuart that when um like when they were in, somebody's brain. Well, when they were beans or something. When they were in the basement, him and Bernard and and he was walking around that that. That um that gated area it was like a little prison down there in the basement. Yeah, and he was talking to Bernard about how he actually is a robot. I kept telling Stuart, I was like, he needs to say something about fava beans here because <laughs> yes, that's right, the creepy right. part. And a nice Keontae. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, because nice. going into this, I I almost felt like it was I don't know maybe it's because of the stuff we've been watching. But it felt like it needed a little bit more of a horror feel to it and hey, listen, I, I think the original thriller well i think the original movie no, 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 was wait a little a minute. You're, bit more you're of a horror right. movie right Stuart, think about it you're the introduction of the show spends a lot spends a lot of time on creepy images yeah. of the creation of these characters yeah, the woman like riding the horse and stuff is like yes, almost right. evil looking with her face half formed yeah and right so forth. right I agree with you. I mean, that kind of right there portrays that this is going to be a somewhat of a creepy show. Not to me. To me, this must be my science coming out because to me, that was all biology to me. Okay. It was That's just fine. the formation of a body. I know, that, but, there was okay. nothing creepy okay. about but that. But the essence of what the storyline is, is horror, is scary, is I didn't. I did not see it as that at all. No, but I'm saying the the they're the, the uprising. The skeletal fingers on the piano. No, that's horror imagery. I yeah, sure. That's that's old time horror imagery. Yeah, but I still just saw it as the creation of a body. If you could watch uh-huh. the creation, sure, sure. But it was it was creepy. It's, it was it's cool. actually uh, it, we hadn't said that, but the, the beginning of the show is really uh-huh. cool. All the three yes. D printing. Yes, the three D printing of all the bodies and. No, oh, yeah, it's beautifully rendered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a, I don't know if you've seen the show um, Daredevil. Yeah, we oh, love yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, with like the kind yeah, of yeah, the beginning. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's the same kind of imagery. I mean, it's just beautiful. But done. kind of the ode to like Michelangelo with the body, you mm-hmm. know, in the yes. circle, yes, and, like all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. It's which very cool. became a which became a part of the storyline. Yeah. Yep. And is a symbol for biology. Yes. And is a symbol for biology. And he actually used to dissect people. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. 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 So was that your hit and or miss? And he made a parachute. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was my hit or miss was my my miss <laughs> that I felt like it could have gone a little creepier. Okay. And and really mm-hmm. honestly, if they did that, I think you would even have been like, This was awesome. Maybe. I think you would have been pulled into it. Me more. as in Kim. Yes. Or you as mm-hmm. in Kim. Right, because I'm talking to Kim, who's sitting next to me. <laughs> Instead of Scott, yes. who's, you know, 200 miles away. Right. Uh, yeah, that might that might be true. 
but I still feel like there was a bit of creep there towards the end. Like at the beginning, it wasn't there, but at, at towards the middle and end, it was there for me. No, and you're, you're absolutely right. There was creepiness, um, but I guess I agree with Stuart. I think there could have been more. Yeah. Well, maybe you could have ratcheted up the creepiness a little maybe bit. Maybe next season, because next season, who mm-hmm. knows where they could go with this entire storyline? Really, have no idea. I don't either. It's a mystery. I think, though, I to tell you the truth, though, I think next season it'll be harder for them to increase the creepiness. I think more next season will be more explaining what happened in this yeah. season. Well, I mean, there's no more people left, right? So, right, it's and. Uh, Except for the people that well, are back in their know. headquarters, right? Right. So, um, so in the parks themselves, it's just the the AIs are taken over. The hosts are taken over. Well, let me ask you this: Do you really think Anthony Hopkins is dead? Do you really think Ford is dead? Well, he got shot in the head, so yeah. Yeah, but do do you, is it actually was him? Was that though? Ford? Oh, it could have been a a host, AI? right? Huh? I don't know. Maybe that's a good point. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. You never know. Well, I mean, we don't we don't know that that was the end of him. True. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no one does. How about that, folks? Yeah, how, about all that? Over the place. how about that? But I I did read that for the for the second season, they are really taking their time to figure out how to do it effectively, which is why they're waiting right. until 2018 to air it. Because they're like, oh shit, people oh, like are this. They? Yeah. Uh, now what do we do? <laughs> Better make it good. <laughs> oh, so it's it's not being aired till 2018? Yeah. Because the writers oh are seriously trying to figure out what the hell do we do now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on. Can't these people figure out a damn show before, you know, figure out the whole damn they, thing before they put it they together? They should hire Scott. This is the same shit sure. that J.J. Abrams did when he did with Lost. <laughs> They had no idea where they were going with that damn show. They came with a great <laughs> premise, but they now had no idea. <laughs> See, this is what you do. You piss Scott off. Figure the shit out. <laughs> well, we all saw what happened with Lost. It was the lamest fucking ending you could expect. I mean, it was just, it, it showed you. They had no clue what was going they on. They should have just ended it. They had, <laughs> they they just, just yes, they should have done like Heroes. They should have done like Heroes and just stopped. Yep. Agreed. It was horrible. The worst ending in television history. I mean, it's it's pitiful that some of these shows... I mean, Heroes was a great example of following in Lost uh, Footstep. They come up with these great premises, but they have no idea how to resolve them. That was very weird, actually. Lost? Heroes. He, no, oh, Heroes. Heroes. It was yeah. just like, you kind of... Both of them. Phew. Both of them. Yeah. Well, so is there another show that you guys... Okay, so... Yes. Yes. Oh, first of all... Um, anything else you want to say about Westworld? I guess I'm looking forward to 2018. (laughs) (laughs) In January of 2017. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes. I guess it's going to be a little while. Yeah. Yes. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But yeah, it is kind of disappointing. It's going to take that long to see what happens yeah, that's, out of it. But. I think I will forget about it before we come around to season two. I, uh, well, have to remind that's myself. what I'm saying. You'll have to watch it again right before it airs. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so is there another show that you guys want to review before The Walking Dead comes back? Do we back? have time? When When's The Walking Dead come back? February 12th. Uh, don't have time. <laughs> Not much time. Not much time. Not much but time. we do have some time. Not enough time. No, but there is a show I am excited like a, about coming what? out. 
Legion. 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 What's that one? Have you not seen have you not seen the promos for that one? No. no I'm imagining it's about the devil. Yes. Yes. Like the oh, movie. Wait, this, I did actually. I think I did actually see uh, previews for that. I, I, I really honestly don't know what it's exactly about, but uh, it I looks like almost like the devil. It. It's like the devil's uh, discovery of himself. I mean, it looks good. When is What is that coming out on? Uh, one of the networks. Uh, Fox, I think. Oh, like a primetime network. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's based on, a, I guess, a Marvel character, because Marvel's the yes. one that's putting it out. Hmm. Yeah, it um, is in Marvel. Um, but it looks, I mean, the the previews and so forth are really, really cool. Looks like it'll be fun. So it's not out yet, so we don't need to no, review no, no. that one. No, 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 no. Okay. We're not reviewing that one. I'm gotcha. just talking about one that I'm excited to see come out. Okay, okay. For God's sakes. So we have the um, Walking Dead is actually coming back the weekend after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Which is next. Yeah, so two weeks. Is that yeah. it? Which we'll be hang we'll be hanging out together on that weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, but you won't be here for the Super Bowl. Yeah, sorry. Right. I, I, I don't really care. We're gonna have Cincinnati chili that night. Are you? Yeah. Cincinnati's not in the Super Bowl, you <laughs> It's a tradition. We still have to have the chili though. Yeah. No, but you guys are in Atlanta. You guys are in Atlanta. Duh, yeah. Falcons. Go Falcons. Dirty, dirty birds. birds. I mean, seriously. Yeah, dirty birds. <laughs> Gotta go dirty birds. I'm for the dirty birds. I want to see the dirty birds. Dirty, 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 dirty. Oh, yeah. Dirty Definitely birds. over the Patriots. Oh, God, yes. Oh, spare me. Yeah. Please. Enough with the Patriots. It's going to be a good game. All right, so maybe not reviewing anything else. We'll just take next week off for the Super Bowl, and then we'll come back strong for... The second half of season seven. Of we could come back and review the Super Bowl, but I think half of our listeners wouldn't give a shit. No. no. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Me neither. Okay, cool. So, we are done with our review of Westworld, which I think, you know, I think, I think we've drawn a general positive review of Westworld, and we'll wait the next 15 years to get the second episode <laughs> of the second series. Um... But um, I do think that uh, we generally thought it was a pretty good show, and uh, it's definitely worth um, picking up if you guys get a chance. Yeah, for sure. Kim, what do you think? You want to wrap it up? Yes. So thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. You can download our episodes from your favorite podcast site. You can also find us on Twitter at Fear Me Pod, on Facebook at Facebook slash Fear Me Podcast. And on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we are looking for any input into the second half of season seven. So go ahead and send it in if you want to be on the next podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night, everybody. See you later.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.